All right. You're ready to go? I'm ready to go? Ready to rock. Beautiful. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. Today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we have, should I call you a special guest? It feels like you're a special guest because we have the Disciples of Babylon, and they've just released a new single called Liberty. Um, you know, And right now I'm being joined by Eric. And the funny thing, Eric, is I met up with you guys a couple of years ago when the podcast was in diapers, and it just feels like you're a part of some intrinsic web of, of family of some sort. I was sort. just going to say, I was just going to say, we're, we're family, John. We're not, we're not special, you know, we're, we're, we're family at this point. <laughs> exactly. Uh, when John hit me up over at Persistent Management and that guy's persistent, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, they have something new. This is fantastic. Cause I, I dig it. And, uh, the other thing too, Eric, I want to, I want to say is sometimes I'm worried um, you know, oh, is this going to be a good song? They, they've been away for a while or whatever. I didn't right. have that doubt. Nice. That's good. And then, Yeah. And then when I heard it, everything from the songwriting to the production value to, to everything, just, I don't know, you guys come across as a couple of serious cats and I dig it. Yeah, no, I mean, thank you so much for that, uh, for that honor. Yeah. I mean, we really pride ourselves. I mean, uh, I mean, there was numerous reasons why this took so long, but, you know, I won't bore you with the details, but, it, you know, for us, it was well worth the wait. And, you know, we're just really committed to putting out the best, you know, stuff that we can. No, you know, all killer, no filler, as it were. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, I mean, I guess my big question is. Because this is what I'm imagining. I'm imagining, Eric, that you're sitting on a stockpile of like 100 songs and they're all amazing. And you had to pick one to say this is going to be, you know, the one that's going to get released first. You're the first out the door, uh, which is Liberty. So I guess take us through that. Maybe take us through the last uh, couple of years. What's led up to this moment? Well, a lot of things. I mean, we were obviously uh, there was a lot of transitional things happening uh, with us and just, you know, uh, the, the whole idea behind Liberty, we actually knew probably at the beginning of the year that we were going to be releasing this now because obviously it's a politically kind of influenced song. And, you know, uh, and so we knew that we were going to be putting this out right before the election because of all the craziness that's been going on. And, uh, you know, we just instinct instinctively knew that this was going to be the first uh, track that we were going to put out to kind of reintroduce ourselves to the world. We thought it was a really kind of powerful statement, strong track. And like what you said, you know, the production, which, you know, our drummer, Chris Teller, uh, actually produced for the first time for, for our band. And he did such an amazing job on this. Uh, and so, you know, we do have, you know, a, a ton of material, uh, but, you know, we're just so selective about what we're doing. We really are trying to, you know, we can't please everybody all the time. And we know that we, as long as we please ourselves and we think that we're putting something out of quality uh, as opposed to just, you know, putting out a bunch of songs and, you know, some of them are good and some of them are like, eh. I mean, we really, really are trying to to put our best foot forward because we've kind of had this kind of reputation of, you know, of the music that we've put out and everything. So it, it's kind of a personal challenge to ourselves. And uh, so, yeah, um, that's, you know, kind of what happened. So with Liberty, it was kind of already something that we were already working towards because of this whole thing that was happening. It was very time sensitive and timely to what was going on, you know, not only in our country, but just, you know, around the world. 
And so uh, we thought it was good timing to come back out. And, uh, you know, and so far the reception has been great. That's going to be one of my next questions. You mentioned it's a, it's a politically tinged track in a time of, I don't know, it's scintillating. Uh, you, you can kind of feel the sparks uh, that could ignite if they haven't already uh, in, in some some areas, some locales. Um, did you feel at all, Eric, that that was going to be, I don't know, maybe a misstep? Are you ex- surprised at the results? Um you know, I don't know if we're surprised because we knew that we knew that we had something really great, at least again to us. You know, as long as it's good to us first, uh, then, you know, everything else, whatever happens, we live and die by the sword. So, um, you know, we kind of had a gut instinct that this was just the timing was right. And of course, again, because of the election and all the insanity that's been going on here in our country, we thought it would be a perfect time to put this out again. Um with the band, we are trying to ultimately send a positive message. You know, our songs are are making a statement. And, you know, people as the end user, the listener that's going to listen to this is going to make their own interpretation of the song and the lyrics. But the idea behind uh, Liberty is ultimately to try to bring everybody together. We try to have a silver lining in our music, even though it may not necessarily sound that way initially. But you know, we want to try to band people together. This whole thing of dividing people is just, you know, definitely not cool, particularly in a place where we call the United States of America. So, you know, the idea is to ultimately bring people together and to get back to this thing where, okay, I, you know, I don't agree with you necessarily politically, but where can we kind of meet in the middle? Where can we come to a happy medium to where we can talk to each other again, as opposed to saying, oh, you voted for this person? Screw you. I never want to speak to you ever again, which is what's been going on for the last, you know, four or five years here in this country. It's just been completely insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to remember from whom I heard it. I believe it was Biden, but uh, somebody saying, okay. You have a different opinion, and that's that's wonderful. That's what makes this a functioning uh, society. However, we need to come together to still be productive. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's the ultimate goal with with liberty. I mean, obviously, it was inspired by the current administration and what's happening and everything. But again, you know, ultimately, we want to bring people together. And and I've said this in other interviews recently. I feel so fortunate, and I think all of us as musicians and entertainers, music to me is the form of any sort of medium or media on the planet that brings people together. I don't care what religion, I don't care what political background, I don't care what color, uh, what race you're from, music brings people together. So to me, I feel like this is the best way to kind of unite people uh, is is with music. And so, you know, it's it's a real interesting position to be in, but uh, one that I wouldn't trade for anything in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how I can word my next question, because I understand uh, you guys wanted to come out with a, some some time sensitive uh, material right around the election and bring start bringing people back together using the power of music. Uh, to bring people together. And I I guess my question is why, or not necessarily why, but what is behind the track Liberty? What are you trying to say uh, with um, the symbolism of the Statue of Liberty, the word Liberty itself, essentially meaning freedom, and and then the quote of, you know, give me liberty or give me death. Why this angle or, or what is it that the track itself is trying to say? 
Well, you know, when I originally came up with the idea for the song and I had the melody in my head, for whatever reason, you know, as a writer and everybody's got their own ways of writing, sometimes melodies come to your head, which is predominantly what happens with me. A melody will come into my head. And if it's something that I can't get out of my head, I realize, okay, this is something that I need to kind of start kind of either recording, jotting down something. And when I came up with the initial melody in my head, for whatever reason, under the sun, that phrase, give me liberty or give me death, which is that famous speech from Patrick Henry uh, from Virginia here back in you know 1775, I believe, um, it was a real fam famous speech that he gave. And you know, he ended off with that statement, give me liberty or give me death. And I just thought that that was such a poignant, such a cool kind of thing. And I and, and for whatever reason, that's kind of the premise of how the song started. And then, of course, everything that was influencing me at the time, which was, you know, all the craziness that's been going on for the past four years. So, uh, you know, I think ultimately the song is saying, you know, we all want liberty. Uh, I think ultimately everybody wants, you know, you know, we do live in a free society, but what's happened is, is that we've gone into this whole crazy thing where everybody is just so completely divided and we're like literally on the verge of a civil war going on here. You know, it's just going to take one more thing to kind of ignite that spark, which I'm just shocked personally that it hasn't already happened with everything that's happened over the summer and the protests that we were having here and on and on and on. And just this whole madness of just transitioning into a new government has turned into, you know, reality TV. So, you know, the idea behind, I think, ultimately liberty is that this is something that everybody is after. And ultimately, again, getting back to what I originally said, I think we originally want to get to the middle again to where we can have conversations and we may not necessarily agree with each other, but we got to find some way to get back into that kind of middle ground. And, and you know, nobody's going to get everything that they want. There's going to be no president that runs an office that's going to speak for everybody. I mean, look at this vote. It was literally, you know, down the middle. So, you know, uh, I think ultimately we all want the same uh, thing. It's just how do we get there together, yeah. united? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, something you mentioned was that Chris did the production on it. And um, if I heard correctly, this is his first time doing production for the band. This is the first time. I mean, Chris has been a producer for a while now. He's produced other projects and other, you know, genres of music and everything. And, uh, you know, it, it was a natural fit for us because obviously he knows the material intimately. And, you know, We've had another producer that we've had for many years, and we just thought, you know, let's try this out and see how this goes with Chris doing it. And Chris did such a brilliant job on this. Again, not just because he's, you know, the drummer in our band and, you know, uh, all that stuff, but he really, truly did a great job. I mean, you know, when we spoke about doing this, I remember the conversations that we were having, and I just remember instinctively re remembering telling him that, you know, we want to try to you know, take this in another direction and start stretching out our wings and start, you know, pushing the sound of the band in different directions. We don't want to be pigeonholed and we don't want, you know, you to think that we're going to do one thing and it's going to be another. So we kind of want to be able to open it up to where, you know, where the sky's the limit for us. And, you know, we're kind of painting this portrait and we've got several different colors to choose from. And that's kind of where Chris came into that and added that color. Okay, because I was going to chat a bit about 
okay, so new producer in the band. I mean, what was, I guess, was it just production? Did he do mixing and mastering? Yeah, actually, well? yeah, he did, uh, he did uh, produce and he did mix it. Uh, we had several engineers, actually our bassist, Guy, uh, actually did some of the engineering on the record. We had a couple of other guys, Alan uh, Souza and Rupp, uh, which is uh, uh, nicknamed for BC, uh, also uh, engineered the project. And then we had a, a, an incredible mastering engineer, Joe Bosey, which he engineered the last record that came out. Uh, he did the last Imagine Dragons and the last U2 album. So, you know, uh, what I loved about this particular song and this project was a number of things. One, it was obviously this was happening during COVID was, as it started to you know really hit. So literally, as we were starting to record this back in February or March, when you know uh, everything was hitting the fan, was when we were doing this. And so for us, it was a challenge because we're used to going into a studio, cutting everything live in a room. And then, you know, doing whatever overdubs after this was piecemealing everything. Chris had to build the track, uh, put his drums on it, build basically the soundscapes and everything that were there. And then, you know, I went in there uh, and started cutting vocals. Guy went and cut his bass. Uh, we went to a couple of other studios, did guitars. So <clears throat> it was a real group effort, which I loved. And... Uh, you know, in terms of what Chris did, like I said, you know, uh, he did, you know, the mixing. He did also the production work on this. And so, you know, it, it was really great to bring somebody else in, even though, yes, he was in the band, but to bring it from a different lens and a different interpretation. And we just loved what he did, you know, with the original track. I mean, if you go back to the original song from its inception to what it turned out to be, it's just two different animals, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, something you mentioned uh, was taking taking another direction, opening up the band, opening up, you know, where the sky is is the limit. Um, I guess maybe take us through that. Where did you guys want to go that you felt you weren't going and were you able to get there? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, we, we included some more in different types of instrumentation in the in the track that we weren't using before. And it had more of uh, God, I don't want to say that word because I think, but it, it definitely had a more modern twist to it. So the sound was more modernized, I think, and updated from previous stuff. Not that our previous stuff was dated in any way, but it was definitely, I think, brought into 2020 uh, with what he did and his production, you know, techniques and stuff like that. So, uh, and that was one of the mandates that, you know, when, when I remember having conversations with Chris, I just said, you know, for sure, we definitely want to make this sound super current, super like now. And, you know, and I think we ultimately accomplished that. And I'm excited because, like I said, you know, to your earlier, the sky's the limit with everything. We do want to experiment and do want to try new things on this next record, uh, you know, this next thing that we're leading down for the next record. And so, you know, Liberty was kind of that first statement. You know, the upcoming stuff are going to be taking us into different things again. We're not turning into like some hip hop band or anything like that, but it's going to still be rock, obviously bass, but we want to open it up. You know, we just want to add more things and just kind of take people on a ride and see if people are willing to take that ride with us. Mm -hmm. Well, I was I was hoping there would be some 808s uh, on there. So <laughs> nice. 808s <laughs> rock. They do. 
Uh, now you're mentioning that uh, the track was recorded like February, March ish. Were you guys going into the studio with the intention of doing like a standalone single or were you guys there recording an EP, an album? I guess take us through what we currently can't see. Yeah, um, well, it, it was definitely a standalone single that we were doing, again, because of the fact that we had never done this before. It was, a, for me, it was a total kind of culture shock myself, because again, I'm used to going into a studio, and we're all in there, I'm singing scratch vocals with the guys, once we get the take that we like, we go back, I go in and start cutting vocals, we start doing backgrounds, you know, guitar solos, all that kind of stuff, start adding all the, you know, the final touches to the track. Uh, in this case, it was something new. So we, you know, and then of course it was the first time Chris out of the gate working on on a track for us. So there was a lot of new things going on that we kind of had to conquer as we went. And so it was a little bit of an adjustment period for me personally. Everybody else, I think it was as well too, because we're used to working in a certain way. But I think once we got past that, we realized, okay, we can actually do this. So now that we've kind of got a template of how to move forward we are already working on other new material now as we speak in this new way, of course, in light of COVID and everything, uh, you know, until things change that we can get back to where we can be all in a room together. So I think this is kind of going to be the way that uh, that the world is going to spin for us right now. And, you know, and to be honest, everything to me in the music industry is very secular. So we've gone back into a singles driven market even though our style of music, rock, hard rock, metal, whatever you want to call it, um, even though that style of music still puts out, you know, full length albums, EPs, because there's still people that are buying it. Thank God, knock on wood, that, you know, we still have fans that are, you know, purchasing full pieces of work. But you can see that things are going into more of like a way like the way it used to be, like in the 50s and 60s, where it was like a, a singles driven market. Uh, you know, where you'd put out one song, then a, another song three months later. And so that's kind of the route that we're going to take initially with this going into 2021. And then hopefully that's going to take us into obviously the next full release. Again, we're just trying to navigate this because of the virus and we don't know which way it's going to go. I mean, things seem positive now because as th at the time of this recording, we've got two companies that are coming up with a virus solution. I mean, a vaccine solution. So, you know, Hopefully things may change by the summer of next year, but we still have to wait and see how it goes. And and the thing is, I, I don't want to personally put something out, a full length record that we can't go out and promote. It just doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? So I'd rather put out a few songs, uh, wet people's appetite and then lead people down to the road to the next, you know, full full release. Mm -hmm. The road to Babylon. Exactly. Beautiful. Now, something you mentioned was that uh, you guys are, uh, I believe the word you like kind of piecemealing the recording together, going in and cutting in uh, individual individual parts. Um, how is, you kind of mentioned that it, it was a little bit weird at first, but do you think that that's going to become kind of the next thing for you guys as you get more comfortable with it? Or as soon as you get the chance to go back, I dare call it the old school way, um, right. you know, live on the floor, um, not that it's old school. A lot of bands still do that. Um, but I guess take us, take us through that, or maybe take us through, even if it's a better answer to the question, uh, what are you guys working on now? Cause a lot of bands, uh, that I chat with are the guitar players are sitting at home recording on, on an interface and then everything gets sent off to somebody in England and he reamps it. 
in his room and you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. And, and those are the same things that we're doing now. We're doing what everybody's doing. And thank God that the technology is where it's at today. If this was 10 years ago, we'd be in a world of trouble. I mean, the music industry would be in a real world of trouble. So the fact that we're able to do exactly what you're saying, which is what exactly what we did. Chris was building the tracks and he was sending those tracks to us, and then we would take them and load them up into the session files where we were at, whether we were at a studio or whether we were at Guy's house, which, you know, he's got a full Pro Tools setup. And we would go in there, and then we would just open up the tracks, and then we would record the parts that we would need to, send them back to Chris. Chris would start getting everything ready. And so it was kind of like that back and forth. But to answer, I guess, your question is, I mean, I think it's going to become a hybrid for us because for the foreseeable future, I don't think things are going to change. And, you know, we're still we're, we're working on new material as we speak. So this is going to kind of be the way things go, I think, for a while. But I, I think what's great about this, the positive side of this whole thing is that it's taught us another way to work. So now we're not limited to just, OK, we have to all be in the same room. No, we can actually do things and not be in the same room. And, and kind of put these, you know, put a puzzle together. So that's kind of, I think, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I'm answering the question, but I think we're going to be kind of doing a hybrid model of both. And I think every band from here on out, I mean, this was something that was already happening. I just think COVID accelerated it to the maximum now because uh, once everybody became isolated, it's like, okay, what the hell do we do here? How are we going to continue to survive and try to continue to put out music? Uh, and you've got like bands, I think, like even Bring Me the Horizon, that new uh, EP that they just put out. I think that was all done uh, like the way that we've been doing it and everything. So it's just real interesting how everybody had to adjust to something that was already kind of happening. But now COVID just accelerated everything by like, you know, 10,000 times. <laughs> huh? uh, speaking of being accelerated by 10,000 times, uh, you mentioned that uh, Joe Balzi did the the mastering, not exactly a lightweight. What was the decision there to have him do the mastering? Well, Joe is Joe is actually a, a, an old friend of mine that I've known for a while, and he's one of the you know top top mastering engineers. He works out of Bernie Grunman Mastering, which they did like Michael Jackson, you know, uh, The Wall. There, they've done uh, Thriller. There, I mean, all the huge, huge records that you can think of, and any artist in any genre that you can think of uh, has come out of there. And so it was a no-brainer. He was somebody that I actually personally wanted to work with from the very beginning, uh, but due to different things, we, we it didn't happen. So I, I was really excited to be able to bring Joe into this. Now he's a really great guy. Uh, really big into, uh, you know, helping bands and everything. And just, you know, it was just great to be able to have his name behind this. I mean, he did a, an incredible job. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And is this the same team we're going to be expecting for whatever it is that comes next? I definitely think so. I definitely think you're going to see this team, you know, for the foreseeable future happening. Uh, Joe will be obviously mastering the next tracks for us. And Chris, you know, is going to keep, you know, keep producing the next stuff. You know, we've got a new track that we're working on now and uh, really excited to get that one done and, and hopefully have that out, you know, by the beginning of the year and uh, and just keep moving forward. OK, so we've got a new track potentially by the beginning of the year, which is super exciting. Uh, one of my other questions is uh, so Liberty has a lyric video. Are you guys going to try? 
somehow pull a rabbit out of your hat and try to do some music videos? We definitely, we definitely wanted to. I mean, we definitely wanted to do an official music video for Liberty, but it just, it wasn't possible with everything going on here where we're based in Los Angeles. And, you know, and as I speak, things are starting to get bad again. So they're implying curfews again. They're starting to shut down things. And I, I guess if these COVID cases keep going up, they're planning to do another lockdown here in the city. So it's just been a scheduling nightmare, as you can imagine, to try to, you know, first of all, get four of us in the room, but just with everything going on. And so, uh, you know, we did want to shoot a video for Liberty, but it just wasn't in the cards. But we are planning. I mean, we have a an acoustic video series that we kind of did a couple of tracks for this uh, radio station, another radio station that we uh, released recently. And there's some more songs that we're working on for that, which is some of our previous material from our previous releases, some covers, and those we recorded too, kind of separately. And so we're, we're gonna be putting out those videos hopefully very soon out. And, you know, we're working on the whole making of the last album, uh, The Rise and Fall of Babylon, which I think was the last time that we were on your show uh, promoting. And that's going to be cool. That's going to be kind of like a behind the scenes, kind of the whole, uh, you know, behind the scenes of the making of that record. It's going to be kind of like a little mini series. So we're kind of trying to get that done as well, too. So there's going to be video stuff coming out in terms of a new video. I hope we were able to do it. It's just a matter of, you know, can we realistically do this, you know, with everything going on? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have some some video stuff that's going to be coming to our eyeballs here shortly. So I've got disciplesofbabylon.com. That'll be on today's show notes, as well as the lyric video for Liberty. Uh, so everybody listening in can definitely check that out and stay in touch with what the boys have got coming up, because I know that I am very much excited now. Is there anything else that I missed, Eric? I, I believe that we've covered everything is there anything else that you want to say uh i just want to you know thank you personally john from all of us from you know myself chris ramon and Guy. thank you so much for doing what you do i mean uh we wish there was like a million more of you guys uh out there uh because what you're doing for music and keeping music alive and emerging bands like ourselves and just you know everybody that you've had on the show in previous uh episodes uh i can't tell you how thankful we are uh you know for you uh you know having us on the show Absolutely, my good man. All right. Well, thank you so much then for coming back onto the Rock Metal Podcast. And I obviously hope to see you guys on again early in the year because we can chat about more exciting stuff coming out of Disciples of Babylon. Absolutely. 